The Capo and Joe Podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Fast and reliable AC service. Facebook Live, our podcast fans, Campo and Joe's on the air. We wanted to open up as a 2-0 Campo and Joe. That's what we were hoping for, uh, but it didn't go our way. Uh, the Jaguars take an L to the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to break it down, Coach. Like we always do, noon to three weekdays on XL Primetime. You can catch me and then twice a week with Coach hanging out with us. But the next half hour... I don't know if we're going to make excuses or explain away a loss. Just kind of set up the frustration that came out of this game, coaches. We're going to go through the game and look ahead, but just kind of set up the frustration. Well, the frustrating thing, Joe, is that that was a very gettable game, Mm -hmm. and we blew an opportunity to uh, you know set ourselves up going forward with with uh, especially with confidence. Uh, you know, we struggled in areas that we shouldn't struggle in, and that's something that we've got to get cleaned up because we obviously have a pretty good football team, but it didn't show in that ball game. Yeah. And some of it was their defense. You mm-hmm. have to give Spagnola credit yeah. because he, he did some really good things, but a lot of it was our own shooting ourselves in the foot for a while there. I don't think either one of the teams could get uh you know, out of the out of their own way. Yeah, it's funny. We went into this game, and look, I'll admit it. I was excited. I, I was fired up, and I wanted this team to go two and zero and to hand the Chiefs an zero and two start, which is not easy to come back from. And it was such a golden opportunity. And I think what we did is we looked at the games last year, looked at the moments in time, and then they, th- those moments in time were kind of played out by fans the entire offseason. And so then you say, okay, this ain't an arrowhead. This is going to be at the bank. And when they came in, this was a loud crowd. Duval did its job. There might have been too many Chiefs fans there for our liking, but Duval did its job. You guys were loud as hell. And you did enough to harass Pat Mahomes with a good defensive game plan. Right. He was frustrated, Coach. And they they just... They didn't make enough plays on that side of the ball. But let's at least talk about the fact that this was more of a defensive struggle, which I totally surprised me. It really did. Yeah. Well, going into the game, I felt, you know, both they scored 27 on us in both games mm-hmm. last year. So I looked at it and I said to myself, okay, they're going to score uh, one less touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting them at 20. And I said, we're going to score one more touchdown and mm-hmm. our both our games were 17. Yeah. So well, one was 20. Right. And I said so I said the final score is going to be 24 to 20 mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And our offense did not come through with that. Yeah. Now the defense was pretty darn close. I mean mm-hmm. they they played a pretty good ball game. There's a lot of things that frustrate me but overall you don't hold a team of that magnitude. Right. To, set, to 19 points and yeah. it, very often. I, I think a couple things need to be said, and they are kind of obvious, but we just have to state it. Kansas City doesn't lose to a lot of people, all right? They are the defending Super Bowl champions. They are good. That is a Super Bowl winning coach, a Super Bowl MVP. They just got Chris Jones back, and I, I said a, a ton on the air. I did not want to see number 95 on the football field. And Travis Kelsey, if he's not 100%, you can at least maybe contain or corral him a little bit. Both of those guys made their share of plays. That is a good football team. I think the thing that frustrates me, and this is where I want you to kind of help the fans understand it, I think this team might have pressed a little bit. I think the Jaguars might have 
felt like they could come into this game, they could match wits offensively. I think Doug Peterson might even press a little bit in in situations going up against Andy Reid and then Trevor against Mahomes. Well, I think he's I think Doug is Owen what, Owen seven five or eight, in that neighborhood in yeah. that neighborhood against Andy and, and and that does come into play and they know each other so well mm-hmm. that you know that's a concern going in. You know, you know them but mm-hmm. they know you at the same time. So I'm sure they felt like they had to 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 do a going into the game they were the underdogs. Yeah. And going into the football game, I think our guys felt that they had to do too much. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that Doug said right after the ball game. He said, you know, one of the things we got to look at, you know, when you don't execute, which they did not execute in a right. lot of situations, you have to look at yourself and say, are we doing too much as a coaching staff? Are mm-hmm. we trying to, you know, out scheme people instead of letting our guys just play football? Right. And that's one of the things they look at when they watch the tape on Monday and, and uh, you know, today. I mean, that, that's something that, that that is very real. I'll read a little bit of the quote from Doug Peterson. This is not right after the game. This was the Monday presser. And he, he at least I felt like he was, he was fired up after the game right. because they didn't do what they should have done. And he put them all in a, in, in a pile. So his quote Monday was... The film, it comes down to, he said, I'm talking basically coaches need to coach better. Players need to execute better. That's really what this film comes down to. I'm talking more offensively. I thought defensively they did some great things. They kept us in the football game. And then he goes on to say, we don't convert the fourth and five. They score. And he basically starts to lay it out. And so I think there's frustration on his part. I think he wants his coaches to coach better and I think he wants his players to play better. Absolutely. And you talked about pressing earlier. Yeah. You know, when a guy like uh, Kirk mm-hmm. drops a football in a critical situation, mm-hmm. he's trying to run before he catches it. Yeah. And that's pressing. Yeah. So the game was struggling at that point. Now all of a sudden it just builds on itself. You know, th- things are not going well. Then you start pressing. You do some <laughs> things that, that – uh, and and – from what I understand, I'm not 100%, but right. I, I, from what I understand, when Trevor pulled the ball on the goal line, that mm-hmm. was his decision. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, somewhere along the line, you got on the one-yard line, you got to do what the coach tells you to do. Right. And, and that's something that he brought out, which is the first time I, he had to be upset. First time you've heard Doug say that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You, know, uh, th- you know, let's play within ourselves. We're yeah. good enough to beat everybody as yeah. long as we do what we're supposed to do. And that's where I do think Doug has a special quality about him. He is not going to go overboard in criticism or compliments, and, and I think that's a good thing. He's going to try and stay measured and, and all of that. But I do think there are situations like this when you know you want something, you know you're good enough to go get it, and then you don't. I think that's when he is going to challenge. I think he will challenge his players this week to be a better, more complete football team. Yeah, unfortunately from what I heard from some people is mm-hmm. that he basically told the guys going into this game, are we worthy of all of the praise that's mm-hmm. being laid on us? Well, that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I, you know, he's got a to me it's more about do your job right. and and execute. Mm-hmm. And when you have the opportunity to make a play, make the right. play. That's how champions are made. Absolutely. And and there was a number of situations where that came into play. Mm-hmm. One of them was uh, uh, Cisco mm-hmm. had a pick six, drops the ball. Right. 
You know, and look, it would have been an athletic play. Absolutely. But, that's, but Tyson Campbell just made an athletic play the week before, very close to that. Yeah, went absolutely. up and grabbed it, and that's where I think that might have been a little bit of a pressing situation. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, to me, this team is good enough to beat every team yeah. that they play this year. Yeah, and I've said that you've before. Been, yeah, you've been steadfast. The in that. problem is that every game in the National Football League comes down to four or five plays, and yeah. I can pick out. Four or five plays that make the difference in the football game when you really look at it. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm looking at a bunch more, but I agree with you 100%. If you have the Cisco play, if you have uh, the Kirk catch, if you have uh, either a better throw or you can come up better line protection uh, when they're down near the goal line, there are a handful of those. But honestly, Coach, I look at the feel and flow of this game, and I just felt like the offense was a little disjointed. I thought Trevor was just slightly off the mark. We're talking passes on either in routes or slants that he needed to hit, and Evan Ingram was ready to have a big day, it looked like. Calvin Ridley had a couple of key catches early, but then also was not able to pull in a couple of other key ones late. At the core, not running the football, and the offensive line not being able to protect. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. I think really when you look at it, uh, and, and and that's a little bit in the philosophy now because, mm-hmm. you know, Andy Reid and and Doug's offenses mm-hmm. are very similar. Right. And Andy only ran the ball four times in the first half. Yeah. Four for tw- out of 22, you know, four runs and 22 passes. Right, so neither like to run. No. Okay, yeah. And in the second half, if you really look at it, uh, they they came out running, mm-hmm. but we also did. There was a drive where we drove down, and of course we didn't score in the red zone, or it might have mm-hmm. been the one we kicked the field goal, but they ran the ball four or five times. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you have to run the—we need balance. We're not good enough to just line up and throw the ball every down. Right. We need balance, and that's what puts the pressure on. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, one of the biggest throws of the game for Trevor— was off of a bootleg. Mm-hmm. Well, that's off of a run play. Off of a run. Yeah. You know, and so we have to get balanced up, and that's something that I think they will definitely work on going into this week. A uh, very easy question to ask, not easy to answer. Where was Tank Big- Bigsby in all of yeah, this? Yeah, I'm surprised on that one. I, I think, I, you know, maybe he felt that this was too big a ball game for the, for the guy, know. yet we had a right tackle mm-hmm. that they didn't help. Yeah, at rookie. all, and, and he had a rough day against yeah. Uh, ninety-five. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because you drafted a guy to come in and be a little more uh, a size guy inside versus uh, Travis Etienne that he was going to be able to run between the tackles, and they didn't have him in this ball game, which was really it, re- it was a mystery to me. The Anton Harrison, the other rookie you're talking about, I said during the game, Chris Jones was giving him an NFL baptism. In the end, it was waterboarding. Yeah. It was torture. Yeah. He tortured Anton Harris. Absolutely. And and he also got uh, Sheriff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a couple of times. A couple yeah. times. You know, that, that, they did a great job on a couple things. Number one, they put him on guys that were either injured mm-hmm. or whether, uh, you know, or a rookie. It's good coaching. But they also, which kind of frustrates me a little bit as mm-hmm. a defensive coach, they did a great job of putting uh, Jones mm-hmm. and Karloftis mm-hmm. on the same side on an injured guard mm-hmm. and a rookie yeah. tackle. And they worked both of them over at yeah. times. And I'm concerned why we didn't do, don't do the same thing 
with number 44, mm-hmm. Walker, and 41, Allen, yeah. at times. It, it, it's a great observation. And just like when you said it on XL Primetime, I'm like, this goes exactly with what I was thinking going into the game. I wanted them to attack Donovan Smith because right. I felt like he was a weak link. I do not think he's a good left tackle. I right. still don't think he's a good left tackle. He made mistakes. And your point is that you should have sent that the quick house against him. Right. Two guys. Right, right. And because that allows you to run stunts and and things to put the pressure on those guys. And uh to give you an example, one of the plays that they ran was a was a TE, mm-hmm. which is a the inside guy going vertical real right. quick and really aiming right at the offensive tackle to pick him mm-hmm. and the end coming underneath. Well they passed it off very well but the guy coming on the on the tee mm-hmm. was Chase on, and Chase on the tackle just ragdolled him. Right. If it had been Walker doing that, he'd yeah. have knocked him back and come off and made a and would have gotten a sack. So yeah. those are the kind of things that frustrate me a little bit yeah. from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, both of them going after Donovan Smith, both of them going after Juwan Taylor. Right. This was a football game where Jacksonville won the turnover battle. And look at all the penalties. What was it? A dozen penalties that yeah. were called against oh, Kansas City. That's why it was such a an unbelievably unbelievable yeah. opportunity. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know when you put those together, mm-hmm. you win the turnover battle. You win the penalty battle by a lot, mm-hmm. and you don't make a fourth and five on a short field. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, those are the, the, the you're giving up opportunities there. All right, I made a note here, and I want to kind of pair this up with, I, I, I don't feel like we're going to have to say this all the time, but I'll at least say it right now. I love what Doug Peterson has done for this football team. I think he's the most professional coach they've had or hired since Tom Coughlin, and so I, I love him. But he's also aggressive, right. and so the note that I made is that special teams can make plays too, because he decides to go for it on fourth and five with about four minutes to go in the first half right. at around midfield. And I'm saying to myself, I do not want to see my Mahomes have half a field to work with when I can make him have a whole field to work right. with. And special teams did their job in this game. Yeah, well, and, and the the example there is that they were, we were playing good defense, but we were struggling offensively. Mm-hmm. And one of the best players on the football team, you know, at least number two mm-hmm. is our punter. Yeah, Logan and he would have put the ball out of bounds, or mm-hmm. you know, on about the five yard line mm-hmm. with a fair catch. Mm-hmm. So at that particular time, with that amount of time left, and you got to be careful. I understand, you know, I'm one that you'd never want to give these quarterbacks, especially one of the best in the business, right? Time. Yeah. You know, you know, especially if they can go into a two minute drill. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned if they'd have punted, they would not have been in a two minute mold. Yeah. You know, they'd have been backed up. Yeah. They'd have had to work their way out to get into a two-minute type scenario. So to me, uh, that was probably not a good decision, even though I like aggressive play calls. Me too. I don't me have too. a problem with that. The Campo and Joe podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Fast and reliable AC service. Yeah, I, I will go for it more often than not. But you have to, uh, I think, situationally, you got to be aware of who you're playing against and what your team is doing. Now, he may, may have been looking for a spark for them. I'm not, 
Again, I will always reward that aggressiveness, but there is a moment in time. You do not want, you always tell us the story, and I'm going to basically round the number. Four minutes before the half, four minutes after the half. If you let them score or you score, you can change momentum. That's a big difference right there. Absolutely. And to me, we always talked about, you know, we used to, we always did a tip sheet mm-hmm. for your players mm-hmm. to take with them mm-hmm. when they leave on Friday to get yeah. ready for, you know, the game on right. Sunday. And on the top of my tip sheet, every single week as a DB coach mm-hmm. was don't allow them to score two minutes before the half or two minutes in the game, yeah. Yeah. left in the game. Yeah. Those two things have mm-hmm. got to be number one in your mind right? because those are difference makers yeah. for sure. And, and they scored right before the half with a touchdown and a penalty called on Tyson Campbell. And then Jacksonville on the quick is able to come back, make it a one-point game. So I was feeling pretty good about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know what yeah. I did then, Coach? Yeah. I went to the taco bar, and then I watched Travis Kelsey <laughs> and 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 uh, Isaiah, I call him Paco Pacheco, yeah. go right down the field yeah. and score in the beginning of the of the second half. So right. what did they do? Right. They put seven going into the half. They put seven coming out. Of that's the half. it. And that's the difference in the ball game, yeah. really. Yeah. It drove me crazy. All right, so listen to this. Pat Mahomes passed for 305 yards, a couple touchdowns. Keep in mind, this was in a game that this defense held that team to 17 points. They could have scored at the end. Don't forget that, people. They were right there at the doorstep when right. they let the clock run out. They could have made it uh, into the end zone easily. Anyway, Mahomes, 305 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, four grabs and a touchdown. That was it, but it was enough. Mahomes, seven seasons, 42 career games with at least 300 passing yards. 300. Yeah. 42 games. It's yeah. it's crazy good. And so this defense did a, a, a heck of a job, but the offense wants to be like what we're talking about. Absolutely. Right uh, that's something that they have to clean up. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you know, you can't go – in two ball games, six for for twenty four on yeah. third down and win a game either. I mean, you know, all you have to do is go at least sixty percent, right? You know, in those situations, fifty or even thirty five or forty percent, right? To to even out and they're the, uh, the, the bad parts of the game. They're rock bottom, right? Yeah, yeah, they're last in the league. Right so now. this is one of the big surprises coming out of these first two games. I wasn't crazy about the way things went against Indy, but I reminded myself at the end, 10-point win on the road against a division rival. I get all that. So I was saying, okay, all right, 31-21 winners, that's good. Score in the 30s, kind of like how you're describing, that's good. But I felt a little uneasy about the way the offense looked. And then you go into this game, and things just aren't clicking. So what what can you do to fix the third down problems? Well, number one, uh, again, you know, they maybe be doing too many things. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they have to simplify things a little bit and make sure that, you know, you got a quarterback that's going into his third year. You think mm-hmm. you can do a few more things. Maybe they need to calm that down a little bit. Right. But to me, the biggest thing is Joe is balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know what they're doing. You know, in the first game, they had a lot of third and manageables. Right. They didn't have as many third manageables no, in this game. No. There were a lot of third and tens, third and nines, third and sevens. But in the first game, they did have manageable downs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think they have to just gear back and, and look at, at what they do best and do it. 
I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to get this out of a football team when I know that they have the players that are capable. I'm looking at Kadarius Tony, who had a lousy first game. Right. A lot of drops, four or five drops. Then he comes back in this game, and he makes a couple of huge plays, moving the chains, dragging defenders. Kadarius Tony ain't the biggest cat, right. and he's dragging defenders to, right. to get the first down. And so you're talking about a football team that when they need it, they manufacture it. The other thing is there were a couple of times Pat Mahomes is standing in the in the in the backfield in the pocket, and he just takes off and runs for eleven yards. Yeah. He's one of the hardest quarterbacks to get down on the ground. It doesn't doesn't seem so, but it is. Well, that's interesting because I'm gonna tell you this. I was shocked. I saw a uh thing on one of the sports shows mm-hmm. that after two games, we we we're third in the league defensively mm-hmm. pressures on the quarterback. They did. They pressured him, but then whenever he decides to take off, they didn't have an answer yeah, for it. Right, but that happens. Yeah. I, I'm not as concerned with that. Mm-hmm. It drives you nuts. Right. But not. I'm more concerned with a guy like uh, Richardson running mm-hmm. than I am Mahomes, because Mahomes yeah. is always looking to try to throw it even when he's on the move. He's unreal. But my point is, this defense uh if you're pressuring the quarterback that much, mm-hmm. they're not going to score a lot of points right. on you. Yeah, it, it's like when we opened up the show, Duval did his job. The noise was uh, was a factor, right? And they even rattled Mahomes to the point where he threw a pass to his tackle. They right. threw it to Donovan Smith, exactly. And Donovan Smith just stood there like Tank Bigsby and didn't move. Yeah. And they should have popped the ball out of his hands. They yeah. didn't, but they did frustrate him, yes. particularly for what about I don't know a good thirty five minutes of this ball game. And then when he needed to make a play, he made plays. And what did we say the Achilles uh, heel of this team was mm-hmm. going to be pass rush? Yeah. Well, it hasn't shown in the first two games, in yeah. my opinion. I think our Achilles heel right now is our offensive line mm-hmm. protection. And yeah. that's something that we got to get cleaned up. All right. I might go both of them because Trayvon and Josh Allen, they only combined for roughly four or five plays. I think each had a tackle for loss. One assist, one tackle for Trayvon, maybe three assists and one tackle for loss for Josh Allen. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have that right. Bottom line is those two guys are there to make money yep. uh, by making plays. Yep. And then you go to the other side, Chris Jones is a feared yep. human being. He yep. is a savage. Yep. And he gets off the bus, signs a contract, and goes to work. Right. I think some of that, Joe, is the pressure inside. Mm-hmm. You got to get some pressure in. When yeah. we saw a loss, Devon Hamilton, that mm-hmm. was a big deal. Yeah, bigger than I thought. Because he's the best pass rusher of the group inside, mm-hmm. and you need some of the push inside for the outside guys to be able to. If you notice a couple of those plays, the the outside rushers for Kansas City, whether it was Carloftis mm-hmm. or whether it was uh, mm-hmm. Jones, mm-hmm. they were by the quarterback, but. We couldn't step up, mm-hmm. and they kept coming and made the sack. So, you know, if you get pressure inside, that limits what the quarterback can do with moving around in the pocket. Yeah. And so we need we need a little bit more pressure inside, my opinion. All right, so last one, and then we'll just sneak a look at the Houston Texans because this game, even though it's in the division, doesn't feel nearly as big as the one that, that they just dropped. Right. But – I mentioned Doug Peterson and what he might do to coach this team out of this. Right. What does he do with the play calling and press Taylor? Could that become a delicate subject? 
uh, or you think he'll manage that? Okay. No, I think he'll manage that. I mean, you know, uh, he's he's not going to throw him under the bus. I no. can guarantee you. Right. And so they may be a little bit. It may force him to be a little bit more together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't think that that's going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just uh, they think alike. They've got a lot of positive things. The problem is that once it got out to the public, yeah, it becomes an issue, right? You know, if, sure. if it hadn't been out there, there would have been no issue. So I'm not sure why they let it get out. But well, I, I do feel like when you're just looking at it, you're just trying to figure out uh, what where the areas are. Press you like, I like, Trev likes, and Doug likes. I'm just right. trying to figure out where the areas are where it's just a little either clunky because you can't get away from what we talked about their last and third yep. down conversion yep. Yep. and that is you would at least assume it's a player problem or a play caller problem right and i think we have to clean some things up on yeah. both ends of that right okay all right so houston yes they're a big favorite coach yep. uh yep. cj stroud has thrown for a bunch of Yep. Uh, yards, yep. uh, they're going to have to try and button him up. But uh, yep. that offensive line, as many problems as this offensive line had against Kansas City, that offensive line should have against the Jaguars front. Right. I do think that's a weak offensive yeah. line. Well, I, I think it's going to be uh, the thing that the thing that gives me a lot of uh, confidence mm-hmm. is that their defense is not very good. Okay. They're giving up a bunch of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, on third down, mm-hmm. they're 52%. Uh, against okay now offensively they've done a pretty good job mm-hmm. and 40 you know stroud is actually playing pretty good he, he put it in the air 47 times yeah. uh against they're Indy. not running the ball that's no. that's an issue he threw for 384 yards and a couple of touchdowns and they're only 2.6 rushing the football so oh, that combination uh, is not does not bode well mm-hmm. as we've just talked about Mm-hmm. With us, so are you thinking a signature win for these Jags I'm against those hated Texans? The game, I, let me put it that way, yeah. because I think if if we button things up, mm-hmm. we'll score points on this. Team. And this is almost a get the bad taste out of your mouth game, right? Exactly. Okay, but it's a division game, right? You know, that's uh, they're all tough. Right. Believe me, I I don't. You know what what is the spread? By the way, I want to say it's around ten ten and a half points. Yeah, that's but. That's a lot of points in an NFL game. Yeah, you and I talked about it. it it's not. It, it's never easy, and you're going to, at the very least, think that the Houston Texans are looking at Jacksonville as saying, oh, they're feeling sorry for themselves. They just yeah. lost a big ball game. Yeah. Let's go in there and put a knot on their head, yeah. and they might be able to do that. That's what we're going to find out. Well, and, and you know, when you look at that, that offense, you know, one of the, as we said, uh, you mentioned the offensive line. Mm-hmm. That's you know a running back doesn't make any yardage, very much yardage on his own. No, he got he the guy's got to be blocking up front, and I yes. don't think the offensive line is that great. And you know if you're only getting two point six yards per rush, mm-hmm. you know we should be able to handle them defensively, and you know offensively we should be able to score. Well, it needs to be a get well game. There is no question about no that. No doubt, it is hovering around that that nine and a half ten point range. Right. So we'll find out. All right, Coach, we will gather up at the end of the week. We'll throw something out on social media so you guys can get a feel for how the game's looking going into it. But we always appreciate you hanging out with us, Campo and Joe. Head Coach Dave Campo, Josie from XL Primetime. You know, normally we hit our our bobblehead. Not with a loss. Can't do it. They're not happy. No, no. sitting up there. 
Let's get off the L and let's get back to the dub. I got to get off the Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> we had some heartburn. Yeah, we'll talk to you absolutely. next week. This presentation of the Campo and Joe podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Fast and reliable AC service.